I have a story to tell. I was getting some work done in my home office when I suddenly got an alert. The Brooklyn Nets are trading James Harden to the Philadelphia 76ers for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and some picks. So I hit up my guy Jordan and asked him, emergency episode today? So here we go again. This is an emergency episode to discuss this trade. So without further ado, let's just get right to it. All right, Jordan, welcome to the Wire to Wire podcast. This is another emergency episode. So last time we did one, James Harden had just gotten traded to the Nets. And now he's left the Nets and he's gone. He got traded to Philly in exchange for Ben Simmons. Would so, you look at that, man? James Harding, man, just causing chaos. You would think you would think it was a three-year, four-year span, but it was a couple months ago. <laughs> it, it was all this season. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Which is which is crazy, right? And, and to think that like we saw James Harding so excited, would do anything to get in Brooklyn. Now here we are again, doing anything to get out of Brooklyn. And to play to be in Philly, what do you think his mindset is around this? To be honest, and this is kind of something that human beings were guilty of. We have this thing where we think the grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah, so he's looking at it. He's looking at it very short-sighted, right? He's yeah. looking at it like, okay, like Kyrie and Katie are always in and out of the lineup, so the availability is not there, and I'm and I'm having to shoulder a lot of the work on the team, right? Yeah. So he just wants to get out of that. Yeah. So he's just rushing to the first he's just rushing to the first team that's available. So he wants to go to Philly because you know the GM there is Daryl Morey. They have that familiarity with each other. Mm-hmm. And he has a, he gets a chance to play alongside of a guy like Joel uh, Joel Embiid. Right. So for him he's just looking at it like the grass is greener on the other side. And I think he's going to come to find out that he left a really good situation. Yeah. And it's it's not going to hit him until the playoffs when he realizes that a Joel Embiid is either gonna is not really fully reliable mm-hmm. from a durability standpoint. Exactly. And even if he is healthy and available to play, like the team is just not that good to get over to become a championship team. I agree. And when you speak on durability, let's not forget who Joel Embiid is, right? Joel Embiid is a guy that has a history of injuries. And that being said, what happens when Joel Embiid goes down and he has to take a extended period of time out? Now look at that roster. Exactly. Tobias, you're gonna rely on Tobias Harris, Danny Green. You chose those. You chose those guys over Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Yeah. And Lamarcus Aldridge. Just because of a a bit of a recency bias of we're coming out of a pandemic and the NBA is still trying to figure out their mandates and figure out how they want to go about this vaccine implementation and how they want to mandate it in the league or not in the league. So you took that short time period and thought, you know what, this three, four months, I've been down bad. So you know what, I I don't want to be down bad, so I want to be somewhere else. Like yeah. you, can, you can't think like that. Uh, how many times as people, do we make those mistakes where we just look at something the way it currently is and we think, oh, it's going to be this way forever. So we just jump ship or we make a decision that's so rash before thinking it through. That's literally what he's doing. A hundred percent. hundred percent. And it's a, it's a huge human like error that we always do. As you mentioned, like 
I can bring it back to myself. Let's just like us being in a current situation or a job or whatever it may be or a relationship. And you're just like, oh, it's bad right now. So, but no, you got to get through the bad to figure out the growth in you and around you. You know what I mean? Like that's how people grow and that's how people succeed and get over humps. Like look at Giannis, right? It wasn't the greatest time when he's getting knocked out by the Raptors, getting knocked out by the Heat. But he waited, he took, he trusted the organization, he trusted the guys around him, and that's why he's a championship champion. And that is why when Giannis has to come up against the Sixers or the Nets, he's going to get over that hump because he's been through all that, all that negativity. He, he went through it all, you know, and he overcame it. Yeah, very easily too. Like, I don't see the Sixers being a threat because even if we just look at it like basketball-wise, Harden did not look like himself. He's not year. Houston. He's not Houston Harden. No, he's not. He's not going to give you 36 points a game. Like he looks like honestly, he looks when he's playing alongside Kyrie and KD, like he looks like a marginal player. Yeah. He does not look like the dominant player that we knew him to be. Yeah. And then you're not going to Philly having that be your team. Like no, that's going to be Joel's team. Exactly. So, can you really play off the ball and be that off the ball player? He probably could, but you guys are not going to go very far. Like I think the Nets actually finessed the Sixers in this trade. 100%. I, I couldn't believe it. When I saw not even the fact that Nets secured their future in case things don't work out with whatever KD and Kyrie decide to do, they still got those two first round, those two first round picks, right? And for you to get a, an asset like Seth Curry and a guy like Drummond who is playing pretty well right now, like he's not, he's definitely a guy that can be a uh, uh, impact in the middle, right? And pick boards and block and protect the rim. So you giving up those guys and knowing that Joe Harris is coming back soon or wherever he comes back, whatever it's for playoffs, and then you have Patty Mills as well. Yeah. And, and he, then KD Kyrie, like, come on, look at well, that roster. Exactly. And even with the mandates, right? Like, listen, these mandates are not going to last forever. Because they are, New York already opened up, like already got rid of the jab mandate and mask mm-hmm. mandate for indoors. Yeah. So like at restaurants. So it's only a matter of time before they're going to open it up for larger venues such as the arena. You mean and we're to, seeing it in Europe too. Yeah. So, you know, it's all, it's eventually just going to come along to America as well. So you mean to tell me that in April, when the Nets are a playoff team and a real championship is in sight? For economic reasons, they're not going to say, okay, we're going to drop this mandate for the summer and we're going to have a full arena in Brooklyn for every home game for the playoffs and a potential run at the finals. Like how much that will generate their economy. You mean to tell me they're not going to drop the mandate by April? Like I would be surprised if they kept it in place, but I see it dropping, especially with now with them removing the indoor rest, the indoor dining and indoor Mm -hmm. facilities. It's only a matter of time. So if Harden had just stuck it out, he would have been contending for a championship. Now you're just playing to leave Brooklyn. See, now, now I have to kind of question Harden's IQ, right? Because his IQ for, I guess, basketball, right? Because I'm not going to come out of him for his, his brain capacity, of course. But, like, the thing is, like, you got to look at it from a basketball mindset. Like, Kevin Durant is still Kevin Durant, okay? Yes, he got hurt. But what was he doing before he got hurt? He was an MVP of the league, right? Yes, now KD's down. Joel Embiid is definitely taking over the MVP uh, in odds-wise. But I'm not saying Joel Embiid is, uh, is 
the best player in the NBA or even top three. We're talking about winning a championship here, right? So if we're talking about winning a championship, if I'm not going to be beside Kevin Durant, LeBron James, or Giannis, then what am I what am I really doing? I'm gonna go join the guy who lost to the Raptors, who couldn't get it done against the Raptors with Jimmy and Tobias and his stack team and Ben over there too. Come on, man. We we gotta look at it as a basketball sense. If you're not yeah. gonna make the move to be around one of the top three not even including Steph, you're not going to the Warriors either. And what are you really doing? You're going to Philly? And and this is not the first time that he's done questionable things. Like, if you look at his time in Houston, he didn't get along with Chris Paul, but you were winning games, but that yeah. wasn't enough for you, so you ran him out. Yeah. And then you push for the team to bring in Westbrook. <laughs> you bring in Westbrook. You lose in the second round in the bubble, right? So you do all these questionable things. Then you're in Houston, and then you push for a trade to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And Brooklyn, I'll give them credit. They have a great front office. They, they managed to finesse and bring him in. Yep. Without having to give up Kyrie. Like, that's amazing. Two major like, finesses by them, if you're talking yeah, about it. Like, really, they yeah, they GM, GM of the year. Back-to-back years, really and truly. Yeah, no, they, they, they did an incredible job. Like, Sean Marks, he should get, like, GM, like, he should get a GM of the year award because he pulled off two blockbuster trades in the same season. Yeah. The, like, I, I really, like, now, you know, people might think that this is an evenly matched trade and that, you know, both teams won, but mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna see in a couple of months. Like the Nets actually finessed the Sixers in this deal. Yeah, hundred percent. And look, they pretty much got back everything they lost. Exactly for the same for the same asset. The last time we did uh, that emergency episode and we talked about it, I remember I was a little bit confused because I said Kyrie and Harden they basically do the exact same thing. But now Kevin Durant doesn't need to play make anymore because Ben Simmons is there. Kyrie Irving and KD can both play off the ball and let Ben Simmons do what he does. So he, once again, he found himself in a situation where he can get away with not shooting. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I'm still not in the best spirits with Ben Simmons, but he is now in a situation if he, I don't know, gets over. Well, he's miraculously going to get over his mental health. Oh, That's of course. the thing. He's going to miraculously, he just needs to get into ball shape now. But when he does get into ball shape and it's, Returns to the Ben Simmons that he is, that team is is lethal because yeah. he could thrive in that situation. All he has to do is defend wing players and run the floor and and dunk and dunk the ball if that happens. Yeah, you, and you don't got to shoot it. You can uh, alley will come your way if you run the floor. And it's gonna be the game will be so much easier playing alongside those two guys. And you know. Like, the thing with Ben Simmons, like, he's young, right? So he'll be able to play his way into basketball shape. Mm-hmm. But he even planted that little seed, like, oh, I'm happy to be here, but I'm still going to continue to see a therapist. So he's planting <laughs> he's planting that seed there, right? Yeah. But this team, I think, is definitely – they definitely improved the morale in that team, I think, because even the way Harden was moving, I didn't like it. Yeah, and he's trying to make it hush-hush, like, even yeah. when uh, – Adrian Wojnarowski, like what he uh, tweeted out this morning, but prior to all this happening, is that he didn't want it to be known because he didn't want to seem like the villain in the situation. But it's clear. <laughs> it was very clear because they brought you on with a purpose, right? And then you're you're basically giving up because now things are getting a little bit tough. Like, okay, yeah, you lost eight, you lost about eight in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, you you dropped in seating, but. 
that shows you how like how volatile it is. Like, okay, you lost eight in a row, but now if you win eight in a row, you're back up again. Just like that. So you just have to stay the course, but he wasn't willing to. And a guy like Ben Simmons, he's going to come into the situation that he has something to prove. Yeah, chip and on he, his shoulder. Yeah, exactly. So he's going to come in there with that mindset that, okay, I'm ready to contribute. I'm ready to start winning games. And I think it's going to breathe life into that organization. For sure. And also him being around like Kevin Durant and Kyrie, these are two guys who have high basketball IQ, right? And they'll know how to nurture a young player to show him where, what he needs to do, how he needs to move, how you can make your game easier, be the way you want to play. In Philadelphia, he didn't really have that. You know what I mean? He didn't have that guy to just – he didn't have – he had to be the leader. It was him and Embiid, and they're two alphas that don't work together. With Kevin Durant, his whole thing is he wanted to be around high IQ players, right? People that are just like he didn't want to be around Westbrook's. Westbrook, I'll, I'll compare to a Ben Simmons and to an Embiid, just in the fact that they are alphas, but just alphas within themselves, right? Yeah. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kyrie, these players can make others alphas. And control their alphas as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. And I, I think even with Philly, like to add on to what you were saying, is that they were they were both also young. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, these guys were kids, right? Not literal kids, but you know, in the basketball sense, like they were young guys. Like they were kids compared to the veterans, right? Yeah. So they had no idea of how to lead. They had no idea of what was going on. And a guy like Doc Rivers, and why I don't really like Doc Rivers as a coach, and I don't think he's a top 15 all-time greatest coach. Yeah, like, I saw that. Which is ridiculous to me. But, <laughs> like Boston, he, man. Boston. You got him in Boston. Bro, That's why. I've never seen... Sorry, this is a side note. <laughs> I, I've never seen a team ride the wave of one championship the way that OH Celtics team has. Like, they have milked the hell out of that championship in OH, bro. Like, these guys talk like they're Jordan sometimes. I'm like, yeah, well, you guys yeah. only won one championship. It's kind of similar to it's almost similar to Detroit as well. That that would probably be the next one to, yeah. to Boston. That one championship that they hold to a, a different type of standard. But to be fair, outside of like Chauncey Billups, I never really heard anyone talk as much the way everyone from that, the OH yeah, team yeah, talks. Yeah. Like the way KG because it's just talks. Boston. It's Boston. It's like that's yeah. the thing. So it's a sports city, and they if Red Sox win, if Boston Celtics win, if the Patriots win. If uh, the Bruins win, they just have a different type of swagger to them, a cockiness that's just, like, arrogant. Yeah, bro. Like, the way KG talks, like, even the way Perkins talks. Like, mm-hmm. you would think Kendrick Perkins was, <laughs> was like... a guy. Yep. Yeah, you would Shaq. think this guy was putting up, like, the, like he was a Shaq of that team. Like, he was averaging 30 and 10. Like, bro, you were averaging a triple single. Yeah. At really. best. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, so the thing with Doc Rivers is with him is that he tries to be buddy buddy with his players rather than being that adult leadership for them. Yeah. So they couldn't really learn anything. So when you see Joel Embiid throwing Ben Simmons under the bus, you as a head coach have to check him and say, "Hey, that's not cool." Right. But then instead, you're condoning that behavior and you're participating in that exactly. behavior, like a waste man, and cause yeah. all of it like a fool. Yeah. Yeah. So a guy like Ben Simmons who really knew who knew that Rich Paul was going to be his agent since he was in college. Of course he's going to, of course he's going to throw. I'm not saying what he did was right, but of course he's going to have like a, a fit and do what he did. I'm not surprised he did what he did. Agreed. I mean, yeah. So the, just that whole situation, 
they didn't they never had a veteran leader who was there that could kind of keep things in check in that locker room and now he's gonna have that. Exactly. Exactly. Since we're on the topic of ball, Lakers are a trash bro. I mean I didn't want to bring it up really truly. No, let, let, they let, were they were quiet in the in the deadline. They're having a, a quiet but loud losing season. I, I don't really like to go there. I know I, I even mentioned LeBron and that kind of triggered you probably. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> And you know what? I don't even look at LeBron like, oh, he is the victim of something. It's his fault, bro. Like, because you could have just let the, you know, you could have let the GM do his job and he could have brought some players in that you could have played with. Yeah. But you had to strong arm and say, no, I want Westbrook here. You got Westbrook. And then now you see why Mans are running away from him. You see why KD left. You see why Paul George left. Yes. This decision was definitely a chink in his armor of, of his gold armor. 100%. That's yeah. that that decision would be like, yeah, Westbrook. I'm like, I don't know. You should you should know Westbrook's not not the type of guy you really want. Like, no. you should know that. You should know that. And even Anthony Davis right now, he's 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 shocking. He's looking like that one ring is all he really wanted, and now he's just he's gonna be there in LA, just you know, playing with Bron. That's it. Yeah, who's not it? trying? He's not trying to be an alpha because the guy he's never healthy, bro. Like. The guy will get the guy will get one braid up. He gets one braid up and then he's out for two weeks. Like it's, <laughs> it's too much, bro. And now it's gonna the only thing that's gonna the other thing too, you're talking about how LeBron is gonna be a chink in his armor. Another thing that's gonna mess him up too is like this whole talk that oh he's a he's high IQ and he sees the game so much better than GMs do and other players do. If you see in the game so well, then why is Westbrook there? <laughs> like yeah. you would know you can't win with this guy. You have 13 years of data to show that he cannot be a winning player. Exactly. So, so I, I don't I don't really it's sad to see, really and truly, because yes, LeBron's still performing, but it's also just like he now he's just performing just for his status and his own, you know, with the reflection of others upon him. Like he's gonna get his 30 points, and it's like ah, at least I you know, it's not me. It's not me, so that's how it almost seems. Yeah, it's sad to see, but like it's it's self-inflicted, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. only sad to see a guy that great have to kind of spend like closer to the end of his career losing like this. Mm-hmm. But then you real but then I think about it, I'm like, you know, he, he did this to himself in a way because he didn't have to ask for Westbrook to be traded there. Yeah. But he insisted on getting Westbrook, so the team, you know, changed directions and they brought Westbrook in, even though he wasn't on their plans. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, what do you like now? They're saying basically they're gonna wait to move him in the off season. So I didn't expect them to make any moves today. Yeah. So they said they're gonna wait in the off season, but the guy's stock has plummeted so much. Who's gonna take? Yeah, him? it's only gonna get worse too, unfortunately. Like but LeBron's it, gonna get older. Anthony Davis is gonna get older. I mean, I guess that's the thing that like they just have to wait it out, right, to see if his stock improves. Right now, it's the worst it can ever be. If they make it to the play-in game, which they probably will, um, make it to the playoffs, ha- has a decent, you know, a decent playoffs that kind of rebuilds his, his status as an as a formidable asset in the league, like it, it's a possibility. But right now, it's there's no worth to it at all. So right now, like right now, they're ninth, right? So they're fighting for eighth with the Clippers, which is pretty funny to me. Yeah. But- <laughs> LA is down bad right now. <laughs> they better win that Super Bowl because they are down. Bad. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So for sure. the best that could possibly happen. This is best case scenario. Mm-hmm. 
and I don't even see this happening, but best case scenario is they somehow manage to get a seventh or six. Six, okay. that's best case. I don't see it happening, but that's, that would be the best thing to happen to them, right? Yeah. Then they have a chance to, you know, make some noise in the playoffs. Like if they somehow, let's just say, got to the sixth seed. Yeah. Then you go up against the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, Memphis is inexperienced, so they have an edge there, right? Yeah. And then, you know, now you're talking. So you can Something can happen. But if they, let's just say, get to the eighth, get to the eighth seed, which I think is more realistic, eighth or seventh, then they got to go up against Phoenix or Golden State. That's mm-hmm. a first, that's a first round exit. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. So I don't know how it really pans out for them. Like LeBron is definitely going to make the playoffs for sure. They're going to have to possibly come against the Suns, the Warriors. Who, which team do they shape up better against? Like, can you see? a possibility where Suns, Lakers, and Lakers get the upset miraculously. I would rather see the Suns than the Warriors, to be honest. Like, now with the Warriors, especially with Klay Thompson being back. Yeah. And then, you know, Steph Curry being Steph Curry. Yeah. Like, that team, like, their system is just very elite, bro. Like, like Warriors, they play a very high-level, high-IQ game of basketball. With the Suns, you know, with Chris Paul's, he hasn't been getting injured much the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm not saying I wish any injury for the guy. Obviously, I would never want that. But I'm saying, like, like Chris Paul, what, he almost... Didn't he, didn't he almost hurt his shoulder last year in the playoffs? Uh, yeah, he did. And that's what... You remember, that injury is what caused him to be kind of quiet in the finals. Exactly. So, I'd rather, go, I'd rather see Phoenix than Golden State, to be honest. Right. Like, that's true. Yeah. The Suns are more... They're more of an injury-prone team, I would find. Again, not saying I want anyone to get injured, but mm-hmm. we do know in, in sports, these things can happen. So Suns are usually, they may be battling some kind of injury. Devin Booker, he can be a little bit inconsistent at times, like we saw in the finals. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in terms of overall balance, yeah, I would rather, if I'm the Lakers, I'd rather see the Suns than the Warriors, personally. Yeah, that's true. That's true, and I, I think they match up better as well. It's they just, do. The Suns really, I don't know, they're playing, they're, I think they're the best that team in basketball right now, to be honest. So that being said, like I can't see them losing, but I feel like if Lakers would have their best chance, if they get to the 8th, 7th seed, hopefully they move up to 6, but who knows? Like That would be their best option, having to play like the Jazz or Memphis or one of those teams, or Dallas, you know what I mean? That's their best bet, but it's, it'll, it'll be very uh, close call if they have to play the Suns or the Warriors yeah. in that first round. Yeah, so we'll just have to see what happens, but overall, you like the trade for the Nets? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got sidetracked there, but yeah, yeah. I, do, I do definitely prefer the trade uh, of the Nets. I think that sets them up better now and in the future. Uh, it'll be interesting to see them actually get into a rhythm as a top three and with the shooters around them. They're going to be a tough team to beat for sure. But I, do I think they'll make it to the finals? I don't know. I still, again, like I mentioned, I like Milwaukee. So The East is very deep. So, I mean, it can go... It can go either way. Like I like I like Milwaukee too. I can give them a, a little bit of an edge. But uh-huh. if Brooklyn comes back fully healthy and then you know New York drops the mandate, then I kinda I like I like the Nets in that case. Right. Only because, you know, Kyrie went down last year in the playoffs, so that gave the Bucks a slight advantage. Yeah. So I think, you know, even Steven, all teams fully healthy, I give Brooklyn a slight edge. 
to make the finals. But there's a lot of wild cards in the East too. Like you have Miami, then you have Chicago, and then yeah. Cleveland surprisingly has yeah. really bounced back. So. I mean, I like I like Chicago. Like Chicago's a great team. Just they're going through a tough stretch right now with injuries. So like before the injuries, they were the best team in basketball. But of course, it's early, and some teams can get off to a hot start. And then the Milwaukee's get figure it out, and the Sixers start to figure it out in the Heat. But it's like I said, the top five in the East, one through six, all those playoffs will be in- interesting. All those matchups will be very interesting. So like I my final four would be. Sixers, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Heat, but who knows? Who really knows? Yeah, but there's still there's still a couple of months left of ball. Yeah. So anything so anything can happen. Like I never would have thought that Brooklyn Brooklyn would have dropped all the way to the eighth seed, but these things happen, you know. <laughs> Jordan, uh, I know you got your always one podcast. Do you wanna plug anything before heading out? Oh uh, yeah, we just uh completed season one uh just last week actually. So we'll be taking a little bit of bit of a hiatus you know just to cool off we got 20 episodes out so take time if you want to go back listen to some of those episodes get some knowledge on on sports betting you can always feel free to do that um but yeah that was that's pretty much it season two we'll probably be starting that up uh closer to the summer um but yeah for now it's gonna take a little break nice congratulations on the first season get on completing the first season bro appreciate that and thanks for uh, coming on the podcast. Always a pleasure having you on, bro. Yeah, of course, man. This was fun. Another emergency episode in the bay. <laughs> yeah, and all for all because of Harden too. Right, Harden, Harden, their emergency man. <laughs> yeah, that that's what he is. <laughs> all right, Jordan, take care. Right. Yeah, you next too, time. man. Of course, take care. Thank you for listening to the Wire to Wire podcast. Be sure to share and subscribe. You can also check out all of my books, including my latest one, Quarantine Thoughts, available at all major retailers. You can also follow me on Instagram at Yusuf underscore A official. Until next time.